Hello, everybody, and welcome to Crow on the Wire with Mark Tulin. And today I have a humorous story that was published in Crow's Feet. I took the featured photo at my doctor's office a while ago where I had to wait an hour and a half. And while I waited, I jot down some notes and created this. It's called Waiting for Godot in Examining Room Number 7. While waiting in Room 7, I told myself not to get angry at my doctor because he was running late. Instead, I kept giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he had a patient who needed extra attention. Have a little compassion, I told myself, but I was losing my patience fast. I sat impatiently sipping on a styrofoam cup of stale black coffee, looking up at the clock, biting what was left of my fingernails and wondering why the physician was purposely making me suffer. Negative thoughts passed through my mind like a ticker tape, revving up my annoyance. How dare the doctor inconvenience me like this? I'm a busy man. Although I had nothing planned that day except riding my bike by the marina and picking up a few items at Trader Joe's. My nervous energy increased while looking around the dark doctor's stark office. The child in me wanted to release my attention by playing with the stethoscope, the ear and mouth scope, and any other measuring device that dangled from the wall. I wanted to stuff a dozen plastic gloves in my pocket, hook up the electrocardiogram, and attach electrodes to my bare chest, stick two tongue depressors up each nostril, and clean the wax from my ears with a Q-tip. Anything besides being bored. Instead, I lead through the doctor's old magazines, like thousands of other patients before me. The doctor must have ripped out the back pages so no one knew his home address. All he had was retirement and AIRP magazines, which didn't pique my interest. And as time wore on, I became more concerned if the doctor would ever show up. It was like waiting for Godot. The office closes at 5, and it was already 4.30. I stuck my head out the door and caught, caught the nurse's eye. The doctor didn't forget about me, did he? Oh, no. Sorry, said the nurse. The doctor's running a little late. A little, I said sarcastically. As she quickly disappeared, and I retreated to room 7, my little mouse hole. Then I realized there was a better way to wait instead of feeding into all this nervous energy. That's probably raising my blood pressure and causing acid reflux. Waiting shouldn't have to be brutal. I reminded myself that I was 66 and a former therapist who treated at least 100 anxious patients. I had a wealth of information about coping skills Why was I blowing a gasket when I could be meditating? I studied Zen Buddhism and knew how to meditate better than the Maharishi. At that moment, I stopped catastrophizing about the whereabouts of my doctor and opened up my mindful breathing app 
on my Apple Watch. With my eyes closed and fingers in mudra, I felt my watch gently vibrate the inhales and exhales and gradually let go of my anxiety. In a few minutes, I thought of only my breath and the air that travels down my throat, filling up my lungs, then out of my mouth. I breathed deeply and visualized each cycle of breath until I had very few distracting thoughts. Soon I accomplished my goal of waiting gracefully. I was relaxed and could have meditated for another 10 minutes, but there was a knock on the door. The nurse stuck her head in the room. Sorry, she said, but the doctor was called away for an emergency, so you'll have to reschedule at the desk. Okay, I said, and surprisingly, I wasn't annoyed. Instead, I was mellow from my short meditation and left the office in better spirits than when I entered. There are far worse things than having an appointment rescheduled. As I walked to my car in the parking lot, I thought of all the things I was grateful for, like my car not having dents and the tires having enough thread. I still had my wallet and my car keys were in my pocket. As far as I knew, my wife hadn't cheated on me. My kids were working, no longer living at home and bumming money from me. My dog didn't have fleas and my cat was free of ear mites. There were no wildfires nearby or earthquakes or mudslides. Russia and Korea were not bombing America at present. And I didn't have to worry about tsunamis since I lived in the desert. When I arrived home, my wife was doing laundry. I was so grateful to see her that I gave her a passionate kiss. You must have gotten good news from the doctor, said my wife, a bit taken aback by my sudden romantic desire. Was your Gleason score down? How about your cholesterol or uric acid levels? It's the pacemaker keeping good time. I don't know, I said, but I feel amazing. What do you mean you don't know? You asked the doctor about these things, didn't you? The doctor had an emergency and rescheduled, I said. But I don't want to talk about him. I'm so grateful I have a beautiful and sexy wife. What do you say we have a little tipsy doodle before dinner? My wife put down the laundry basket and we raced to the bedroom.